Hello, TTB community. I am Bob Demena, and here with me, as always, is the very debonair Elliot Shibley. Oh, thank you, Bob. I like that adjective. So before we get into the show, I do want to mention our affiliates and partners. As we've mentioned before, Minivan of Memories is a blogging platform for travelers who want to share their stories, but don't have a good platform of their own or any platform for that matter. Little Passports is a monthly subscription for curious kids who love the world, just like me and Bob. Yes, we sometimes act like kids. And each month, a new package is sent containing new activities, souvenirs, or projects from different locations around the globe to your front door. Travel by Locals is what it sounds like. It's basically Airbnb for travel guides. They provide a really cool website, and if you're researching a city and you want a personalized tour around the city, someone that lives there will actually guide you. It's pretty neat. I'm looking forward to trying it out on our next trip. And lastly, if you're into audiobooks, we do offer a link on our website that is a 30-day audible trial that is free, no commitment, and you can cancel it at any time if you're not enjoying it. And the book that you order is yours after you're done. That's all I got. Bob, what do we I have I thought you would never show? stop talking. I thought, I, I thought I you were do, just going to talk forever. I really enjoy talking. Yeah. I like listening to myself. <laughs> all right. So today on the podcast, I found, I found this guy through Instagram. I met him through Instagram. He essentially started a page about his investigation into some of Italy's most incredible archaeological sites. So he really likes to focus on the Christian origins, uh, Knights Templar, and ancient Roman architecture. So... It, ended, it, was, it was really interesting talking to him. We had a lot of fun doing it. Um, so without further introduction, please give it up and welcome Sam and Daniela of Ordinary Jones. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Sam and Daniela, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Bob and I are very much looking forward to our conversation with you today. You are both working full-time jobs. Sam, you're a forensic biologist, and Daniela, you're working as a development economist. And you're both kind of doing that, but you're doing this awesome hobby on the side. And you visit these archaeological sites that are very well-known and ones that are not very well-known, and you look for symbolism and anthropology, but with a historical approach. And you've kind of done this all over Italy. And you look maybe for Christian relics or maybe even the Knights Templar. So to keep it short, Bob and I are very much looking forward to this. Oh, thank you for thank you. to you for this opportunity to speak okay. about Italy and our missions and travels. Yeah. Yeah, how did you become Ordinary Jones? Which, the name I love. I love Ordinary Jones. Yeah, that's what I think caught my attention. From uh, five years, we take care of a blog about travels and archaeology because we are very passionate. But we are unconventional tourists because when we visit a place in Italy, we have many archaeological sites. We are interested in looking for particular details or stories or particular findings. Our website name is uh, in Italian Indagini e Misteri, that it could be translated as Investigation and, and Mysteries, because we are interested in mysteries. I think it is more important to consider the mystery during a travel, because each travel um, permits to better understand something of us, 
and this is the great mystery of the existence yeah of the human being the <laughs> existence the big mystery yeah. Yeah. um we live in a world that is uh, even every time in a frenetic hurry and the travels allow permit us to stop to stop ourselves and to to think about us to think about the world yeah uh, this is a, a, a mission yeah yeah. And hobby, but uh, even a mission. So uh, that's all. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, Italy is the perfect place for this, right? So you, unlike the United States, we don't have any good archaeological sites. We do, but they're like really minor, and they're like Native American sites. Um, but we don't really, we don't have the amount of temples and tombs and carvings that Italy has the artwork it's you have so much of it yeah. uh in a in a really small country yeah. you know and <laughs> and so people people travel to Italy by the millions every year to see the most famous ones right it's the Colosseum and Pompeii and the Forum people travel from around the world to see them but what you guys did you guys have found the the smaller the less noticeable ones um and then you started to unravel the stories associated with them so I think we're going to end up getting into Pompeii and, and Rome uh, and maybe like Venice and some of the major sites, maybe a little bit into this podcast, maybe towards the end. But what I want to do now is get into some of the lesser known sites. So what are your favorite? I, I know that you have a lot of them, but maybe your top three sites that you, that you really like in Italy. Yeah. What are your top three? Okay. We, we visited many archaeological sites and museums too, but we love three particularly. Uh, Pestum in, uh, in the south of Italy, in Campania, that is a, a ancient Greek city, uh, Sardinia, of course, <laughs> and the Abbey of San Galgano in Tuscany. This is the, the top three. Uh, concerning Peston, it was uh, uh, an ancient uh, settlement of the, the ancient uh, Magna Grecia, that uh, in English it could be translated as uh, the Great Greece. It was a settlement. And this is uh, a particular place because it is uh, perfectly preserved, per perfectly kept, because after the Roman colonization, the Roman period, it was uh, completely abandoned uh, due to become a swamp. So we have this, this beautiful city in which we have three Greek temples perfectly preserved. The temple of Hera, Neptune and Athena. And the particularity is that you can walk inside these temples. And this is Zeme's this is him, uh, uh, a walk back into the history, of course. Yeah. It's a, a great experience. And in Pestum, we have uh, one of the most important museums of uh, Italy, of the South Italy, in which there is a particular finding, the tomb of the diver. The tomb of the diver is a cover slab of a burial. And it, this finding is painted and there is a representation of a man on a column that is in the act of uh, throw himself toward the sea. And this is a, a very important symbolism because uh, this is the passage to, to life, to the afterlife. This is a great painting. Um, the, the column symbolizes uh, the pillars of, of Hercules. Yeah, okay, it's right. Yeah. Um, that was uh, the limit of the, the known world yeah. in the antiquity. Yeah. And the, the, the sea, of course, is the afterlife. 
This is a, a mysterious finding because uh, scholars uh, uh, don't know who who is uh, the diver. Yeah, but uh, the scholars suggest it uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, I initiate. Yeah, I initiate for the mystery cults. Mystery cults were the ancient rites of the the Greeks. And the, today's term mystery derives from this uh, this uh, Greek writers, the Mysterion. So this is a, a place uh, so very very important, but not so common. Common, yeah, no. So yeah, so not a lot of tourists. So the tomb of the diver. Um, I googled it. So that's it's on display now in the museum at Pestum. Yeah, in Pestum. Is that how you yeah, it? in Pestum. And so it's it's a piece of art. It's like a it's an artwork that they found in a tomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. This yeah. is a, a cover slab of a burial, and the, in the inner part is painted. Not in the outer part. It is more common. But in the inner part is a is a painting yeah. like an an Etruscan picture. Yeah, and this is this a this a painting. This a it's particular yeah, and not so common. The, the diver. And this is this a particular symbolism of the antiquity. That is a rare, rare finding. Yeah, I googled it. It says it's from the fifth century BCE. Yeah, and it's from Greek yeah. culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in uh, in the south Italy we had more Greek settlement, uh, of course, because yeah. it is next to the degrees. And, and it we was part. It, the, called, it was part of yeah, ancient of Greece. Course, the, yeah. Here we have the right. Magna Gre the Magna Grecia, yeah. the Great Greece in yeah. English. Yeah. In fact, we in Italy we have a lot of cities that were founded by Greek Greeks like yeah. Syracuse, Syracuse uh, Agrigentum, the, the Temple of them Valley. Are very preserved. Yeah, Italy in general has some of the most preserved archaeological sites I think in the world. Yeah, and so. So Greece occupied southern Italy, and was it until Rome? And then Rome started to expand and just yeah, Rome, yeah. Rome is Rome the is most famous, yeah, most of Europe, even Florence, right? yeah, yeah. Another, for instance, another place that we like a lot is obviously Sardinia. Not only because I, obviously I'm from Sardinia, but but because it has a lot of archaeological sites that are dense of mysteries. In fact, and thanks to its monument, we had the, the ability of uh, reconstruct some uh, ancient and prehistorical rites because Sardinia is, uh, was uh, like another place, completely um, disaggregated from the rest of uh, Italy. In fact, for instance, we have two main periods, the Prenuragic period that started in 6000, uh, after, uh, before Christ and uh, the Nuragic period from the 1800 to the second century after Christ. And uh, during the Prenuragic um, period, there were two main rites. The fertility rites related to menis, which were simply stones embedded into the earth. And they represented the bull god. They aimed to propitiate the divinity for the activities of hunting. Another important um, 
remaining of the pre-Nuragic period is the Mother Goddess, which was a statue of a big woman that was to propitiate the fertility of both the earth and of women. But another important monument is the, uh, the altar of Monte Dacodi in the northern part of the island, which is a statue pyramid like a ziggurat, a, 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 a Mesopotamic ziggurat with staircases that led to the, the upper part of the altar where um, yeah, there is a sacrificial altar. Yeah, there, it was a sacrificial altar, and the upper part there were heard sacrifices of animals or and also maybe, maybe human people. Oh, that's and, not good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic, wow. but it's not so because it's only in the last years that we, the Sardinians, appreciated mm. this, uh, this altar because uh, before it was uh, covered by the, the yeah, the by the hair. Yeah. yeah, it is a, a recent. Um, Recent discovered. Uh, discover, yeah. Recently discovered. And uh, uh, whilst in, during the Nuragic period, uh, no, uh, yeah, 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 during yeah. the Nuragic period, uh, <laughs> there was the cult of water. And in this case, we can mention the will of Santa Cristina. It, it mm -hmm. is a, a so precise will with a vestibule staircase that led to the um, to a mirror of water and during the equinox the moonlight light perfectly hit the center of the this mirror of water it's fantastic and uh, if yeah, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but exactly. Sardinia mm -hmm. is uh, appreciated yeah. for, for this oh, reason for this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and also the cult of the passage the from life yeah, to passage. death yeah, and we have the so-called Domus de Llanas uh, that uh, were like houses engraved into the stone. Yeah, there the, the are a kind of necropolis, the Domus de Llanas yeah, in yeah. Sardinia, yeah. Uh, burial. Yeah, but they were burials. But according to Nuragic people, um, this, uh, dead people have to live in a house like they real life. The, the house, house of the, uh, in the, in the life, yeah. In the life, it's so nice. So they're reproducing uh, the normal houses uh, in in the bile, and yeah. this is uh, <laughs> an it's extraordinary, nice. yeah, representation. Yeah. And, and finally, there are the uh, nuragas, yeah. which uh, from which the nuragic period take uh, takes in its name. And they were big constructions. In Sardinia, we have uh, officially 8,000 nuragas, but they are many, many more, maybe undiscovered or destroyed. And they were big towers, very big towers made by big stones, uh, whose function is uh, still debated because someone said they were only military towers, other scholars argue that they were houses or maybe astronomical observatories. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Come to Sardinia. <laughs> I would love to go to Sardinia. It just seems like a different world, of, yeah. separate from Italy, with all that Greek influential yeah. architecture. Yeah. It just, yeah. it seems Sardinia so cool. is another world respect to the Italy. Yeah, another yeah. world, another archaeological. Uh, yeah, completely, completely different. different from the Italy. Uh, yeah.
Even the people. Of, yeah, of even Italy, people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we are not Italian. We are Sardinian and left Sorry Italian. <laughs> I think Sardinia is where one of the Roman emperors had his vacation home. Uh, which guy was yeah, he? There were the baths of uh, Fordonjanus, for instance, uh, and also the city of Tarros in the um, western part that after that was uh, conquered, uh, no, the, before yeah, Romans was, was conquered. City, yeah. and after a Roman city. And it is partly covered by water, yeah. So I have a question. I don't know if you guys know the answer to this. Those Those Roman statues... Are those really how those guys looked, or are they a little exaggerated? Because they're really buff. <laughs> I think Bob feels intimidated by them. They're, they're, and I'm just curious. Oh, every Roman statue you see, yeah. they're yeah. huge guys, and they're yeah. they're chiseled. You know, I think that's where it came from. Um, but do we know if that's really what they looked like, or are these statues exaggerated? I think they exaggerated, know? because uh, Romans <laughs> wanted to conquer <laughs> all over yeah. the world. <laughs> wanted to be the hegemony yeah, of the of the, the known world yeah. and so they were exaggerated yeah. i think <laughs> the romans are called the, the mediterranean the mare nostrum that uh, it could the be just as a, the our sea the romans the Roman, just seemed yeah. arrogant at that point to call it their sea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right all right Okay, uh, the third, the third, yeah, third the place, third. yeah. Another place that we loved particularly is uh, in the countryside of the Tuscany, and there's a, a little hermitage with a chapel, uh, the, the, the hermitage of San Galgano, and inside of this chapel there is a real sword in the stone, and uh, this is incredibly, like this word of King Arthur and the literature of the, the England, the Arthurian cycle. And this word is real, the stone is real. Um, this word was the stone of a knight, uh, an Italian knight of the medieval age, San Galgano, that uh, a day, uh, the Christmas day of the 1180, uh, received a visit of the, the Archangel Michael and decide to convert himself to the Christianity. Yeah. And as a, a sign of his conversion, he uh, stuck his sword into the rock. And today, <laughs> there is a, even there is a still this sword in, into the stone. <laughs> this is an incredible stuff. Yeah. And after the death of uh, San Galgano, the Cistercian monks yeah, of the Tuscany uh, builded uh, this hermitage and also an imposing abbey and this is uh, one of the, the greatest the largest uh, abbey in the Tuscany and this abbey uh, has a, a, a unique particularity uh, there is no roof because the roof was by lead and was sold during the Napoleonic period to building Prietils to build Prietils. Yeah. So you can walk inside this abbey, and this is a magic experience because you can see the sky. And there is a place in, in which the earth and the sky uh, meet each other. Is a, 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 an experience. Looking at the photo yeah. now, and it's incredible. Like the architecture <laughs> is pristine. The stone, the columns, the area where the rose window would be. It's just all. It seems to be perfectly maintained, but no roof. And it seems symbolic that, yeah, now you have this direct connection to the heavens. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible. It's incredible. It's difficult to describe because it's 
uh, very, very beautiful. So that looks like it's what, maybe an hour, hour and a half south of Florence if you're driving. Is that still in Tuscany? Yeah, because it's in the province of Siena. Uh, Siena yeah, it's in Tuscany, but in the province of Siena, yeah. Yeah, the, but it's the, an hour from Florence. It's not one so hour far from Florence. Yeah. yeah, it's in the countryside, and the town is Chiusdino. Uh, this is the name of the the the, the town. The most near, the yeah. nearest. To the, city. the nearest city, yeah. yeah. Of, uh, the, of Chiusdino. Chiusdino, yeah. Chiusdino. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, good pronunciation. <laughs> I want to jump to a topic now that I am, I wouldn't say obsessed, but just curious. And like your name implies, you are Ordinary Jones, but the <laughs> very famous Indiana Jones series touched on the Knights Templar. And as far as I understand, you guys did some research on the Knights Templar and kind of studied their movements and some of their architecture and their influence in the Roman Empire and the greater European continent as a whole. Yeah, yeah. we know yeah. that uh, Italy was uh, the center for Knights uh, Templar settlements because, uh, yeah, they were founded in uh, during the First Crusade. Yeah. They were members yeah. of a monastic... 1118, yeah. yeah. And they were members of a monastic and the Knights Order. Uh, they found with, was were founded by Yudefayen, and uh, one of their function was to defend pilgrims that wanted to go from Europe and from Italy itself uh, to Jerusalem. So uh, Italy was the bridge for these uh, pilgrims, and this is the reason why we in Italy have uh, a lot of uh, Knights' uh, heritage. Even because uh, during their life they um, accumulated a lot of richness, uh, and uh, for this reason they financed the construction of uh, different uh, cathedrals. Yeah, different buildings, cathedral and we have the ability to identify them because uh, in uh, the constructions they um, financed, there are symbolism that demonstrate their presence. Yeah, of course, no? of course. Or, yeah. um, along the, the main road of the medieval pilgrims in Italy, like uh, the Via Francigena, uh, there is uh, the, the main part of the nice Templar settlement. And we can identify this, uh, this building, this castle, or, or another else, with, uh, with symbolism. Symbolism are uh, features, yeah. Um, for example, uh, the cross patty. The cross patty was the main symbol of the Knights Templar that uh, appeared in the coat of arms of yeah. the Knights Templar. Or maybe the chessboard. We can find the chessboard uh, on a tower on uh, a the cathedral. cathedral. Yeah, because yeah. The, 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 the game of the chess was imported by the Knights Templar from the Middle East during the Crusade. Or uh, maybe the labyrinth. the labyrinth, yeah. For example, in Lucca we have a beautiful cathedral with a labyrinth in the uh, in the, the external, uh, the external color. yeah, perfect. Yeah. And the labyrinth is a representation of the human condition, the existence of the human is a labyrinth, yeah. Or the Salomon's knot that is a knot, yeah, that represents the union between God and man. So, the nice Templar uh, left in Italy uh, all these symbolism that uh, are very important to understand the, the political, the economic importance uh, of these knights uh, in Italy. Yeah. Of course, this is the, the story. Yeah, yeah the obviously. Of, uh, 
Otherwise, there are the legends. For example, the Knights nice Templar become so rich that uh, someone <laughs> tells that uh, they found in the area of the temple in Jerusalem, because the headquarters of the Knights nice Templar was uh, in the area of the ancient temple in Jerusalem. It was destroyed by the Emperor Tito. And someone that found the Ark of the Covenant, for example. Yeah, this is a, a mythic relics uh, um, description in the Bible of the Holy Grail yeah. that uh, is the chalice uh, during the, the yeah that, that Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ used during the Last Supper, for yeah. example. This is a, a myth, uh, fascinating, but only a myth. Yeah. And this story said that uh, the Knights nice Templar were uh, declared. Uh, uh, heretical, yeah, by the Pope Clement V, uh, because the 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 French king, yeah, the French king Philip de Fay had problem with the economics of his uh, his uh, kingdom. kingdom, yeah, yeah. of course, and uh, used the richness of the temple to adjust his, his uh, yeah balance uh, yeah. economics. Economic yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is the true story. <laughs> in fact, in uh, 1314, the last grandmaster yeah. of the Knights Templar, Jacques de Molay, Jacques de Molay was tortured and burned in a highland yeah. in Paris near the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. There was a political and economic power that uh, obviously sometimes is hidden yeah. <laughs> in the story, but yeah. 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 Should we should we move on to um to some of the main sites? I guess the the big ones that you hear about over and over again is Rome and Pompeii. I guess primarily those two, right? I just saw uh so Pompeii they're getting um renovations done, right? They're redoing it and allowing people to see new sites inside of Pompeii. Did you guys hear about that? No, there is another city that is called Pompeii, but it is different from the Roman Pompeii because the Roman Pompeii was left as it was in the day, in its last day, whilst near the archaeological sites, there is another city, which is Pompeii. And yeah, it is yeah. there are two, two different areas because the ancient Pompeii was completely destroyed by the volcano Vesuvio in 79 yeah, AC, and uh, it was uh, covered by six meters of magma, and the excavation became only in the 19th century, yeah. of course. And this, this, we have an area of excavation, the archaeological sites, uh, and near yeah, yeah, so another, far, city. another city that is the modern city. Yeah, but uh, actually, if you go to Pompeii, it's uh, like uh, it was during the Roman period because the six meters of magma uh, help to preserve the city. Yeah, yeah. Pompeii yeah. is uh, one of the most uh, yeah. archaeological sites in the world, of course. Uh, this, this, yeah, this, this is a photograph of an historical moment. Uh, this is a, a photograph of uh, a, a day of the August of the 79 AC because. Um, everything <laughs> remained, uh, yeah, on that day. Yeah, think about all the volcanoes that we've had throughout the history of the planet. And this one, we only have one example of what it did to an ancient city. And it's so well preserved that people are still just walking through today. I imagine it's very eerie. I still have not been to Pompeii. Uh, like I told you guys, I think I'm going to go next year. So probably like this time next year, I'm finally going to get to Pompeii. It, I imagine it's very eerie to walk through that. Elliot, have you been there? 
No, I have not been to Pompeii. We spent all of our time in Rome, Norvieto, and then a few years back, I was in Venice for a little bit, but not not Pompeii. It's on the list. Yeah, though. yeah. So, what are some of the things that you can expect to see when you're walking yeah, through Pompeii? Um, consider that the ancient Pompeians didn't know that the Vesuvio was a volcano. So when uh, it erupted, they ha- had no time to escape. And uh, we can imagine uh, the, the sign uh, as a film, I think, yeah. And the, the and people are in the same place in which they was, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were during the eruption of the Vesuvio. Uh, today we have the skeleton, of course, but we can observe uh, the uses, for instance, of the ancient Romans. In Pompeii, we have 80 uh, Thermopoli, for example. Thermopoli was the ancient food shop because the Romans used to 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 yeah to add lunch out of home and yeah we can observe uh, the the gymnasium the large theater uh, and uh, everything uh, how it was uh, that day of uh, the seventy nine. Uh, Yes, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. Uh, rest are in There's... the archaeological museum of yeah, okay. uh, Naples. Okay, it's, imp- it's imp- important. Yeah. Uh, we suggest to visit to have uh, to have a visit uh, com- complete of Pompeii to visit uh, even the archaeological museum of Naples, Napoli, Naples, Naples. because uh, the, the the most important findings. The engraving, the inscription are are kept in this museum. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 So, should you would you recommend someone goes to the museum in Naples first and then visits? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I think no, it's better, it's better going... visiting first Pompeii and uh, only after the museum of Naples. Yeah. Okay. And is Mount is Mount Vesuvius still active? Uh, the Mount Vesuvius, no. Uh, fortunately, okay, <laughs> that's good. It's a, yeah, that's it's good. But the uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, the the last activity was during the Second World War, but only yeah, Second only World as mock. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but, but even because uh, the the area. Uh, around the Vesuvio is populated. It's populated. So... We have two millions of people that <laughs> living uh, are living there. near the Vesuvio. So uh, it would be a tragedy. We hope <laughs> that it remains silently. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get there. I think I'm coming with yeah. you. Yeah. You're more than welcome to come. <laughs> So the the next one is yeah. Rome, right? So the one thing that I that I didn't realize, so the Colosseum, um, that architecture you can see throughout Italy and Croatia. They built similar amphitheaters all over the place. Yeah, right. But what makes the Colosseum um, so significant is that it's colossal, right? And it's just the biggest one they've ever done. Yeah, there was the Colossus of Nero, the, a great statue uh, near the Colosseum. And this is the motive because uh, he the is uh, called Colosseum, Colosseum today. Yeah. And th- there is a, a, a beautiful story about this because uh, if we read the Apocalypse book, we can uh, uh, find the 666 number, okay? That is the number of the devil. Actually, this number was uh, the number of Nero because uh, uh, during uh, the, the, the Colosseum activity, 
the Christianity was uh, uh, Christian people yeah, were persecuted, were persecuted and, so, and uh, if we wrote if we write uh, this number with our uh, Roman uh, numbers it is the anagram of Claudi that is the name of the Emperor Nero Nerone yeah, because uh, the Colosseum yeah. was not only the amphitheater yeah. where shows were held, but uh, since there was uh, the, this statue of Nero, Christians had the possibility to adore Nero. Or, and, or, or this statue, yeah, the, the Colosseum yeah, of Nero, Col or to, kill, to, to be killed yeah. in the Colosseum. Yeah, they were tortured and eaten by lions in the Colosseum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always think about the movie Gladiator. Have you guys seen that movie with uh Russell Crowe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I always thought about how much work they'd have to put into getting lions and tigers and elephants all yeah. the way to Rome. Essentially they would have to they would have to capture these animals down in Africa yeah. and then somehow bring them all the way up mm -hmm. to Italy. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of them died mm -hmm. along the route. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can think about the... Okay, in, in, inside the Colosseum, in the antiquity, we had uh, even the battleship, because uh, uh, it, there is water at the center of the Colosseum. And here, uh, <laughs> there were a, a sort of a kind of battleship, yeah. yeah. It, there was a show. But uh, it's incredible to Romans think liked yeah. a lot to amuse themselves. Yeah. yeah. And to. There's a battleship inside yeah, the center of the, of the Colosseum. The central part uh, of the Colosseum, the, the lower part, yeah. yeah was were filled, were filled by water, and uh, the, uh, some ships enter and simulated, yeah. yeah. A battleship, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, it says ancient Romans flooded the Colosseum for mock yeah, naval battles. But bats. Romans were so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were proud of wow. the greatness. Yeah. Well, being the largest empire of that time, they needed yeah. to intimidate. People. Yeah, they sure were. Yeah. I think that there are some places that generally tourists avoid, like the Temple of Esculapio which is uh, into the Villa Borghese area and it is a pretty recent temple, a neoclassical temple of the 18th century but its particularity is that it's in the center of a lake and so yeah, it's so lake. magic and uh, even near the, um, this temple there, is the ter there are the terraces of the Pincio from which you can observe the whole skyline of Rome, and it's beautiful yeah, the, a lot. Yeah, the Dome of St. Peter. Yeah, place. the Dome yeah, of St. Peter. Fantastic. And another uh, strange place is the Alchemical Door. It's uh, into um, gardens, and it was part of an ancient villa, Villa Palombara. And uh, the legend says that uh, when... Uh, uh, initiatic uh, people across this door <laughs> and they may fi find the philosopher's stones yeah. that uh, <laughs> allow them to transform it also into golden but uh, I, we don't know yeah, the, the, if, this is a particular finding uh, a rest of uh, an alchemical villa like, yeah. a, a famous alchemist uh, the, yeah. 
It's nice because uh, it's uh, a little bit hidden in uh, into the gardens, and so if you don't know of its existence, uh, actually you don't go to visit it. But it's full of strange symbols, yeah, and so it's a mystery. Uh, mystery. Yeah. How do you pronounce Sorry? it again? How do you pronounce that again? It's, where, where is uh, this? In the garden, it's uh, near. Victoria, 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 yeah, the, the gardens of Victoria Emanuele. Victoria it's gardens, not yeah. uh, so far from um, uh, the Roma Termini Station, and I think yeah. one uh, stop of uh, the the underground. I don't remember actually yeah. because we Roma went. Roma is a uh, so very big. very big big. big. So we, I don't remember, but it's not so <laughs> yeah. so far from the station. <clears throat> okay yeah the spanish steps i keep seeing them in the news now they're gonna charge people to sit on them like 400 us dollars wait what really is that they're true? charging people to s if they sit on the steps that seems a little excessive yeah you're not allowed to sit on the steps anymore that's what i read i don't know too many tourists in uh, piazza di spagna the, the, in, uh, in romanesque yeah is uh, called barcaccia because i had uh, have a, the 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 shape of a ship yeah. yeah i mean that makes sense rome the roman empire kind of bordered the mediterranean the aegean the ionian sea it was, it was surrounded by lots of water <laughs> uh, rome is a unique city and yeah. very very beautiful that's pretty cool i want to jump back to villa borghese for a second what exactly was it it's kind of located in the middle of rome was that uh some emperor's villa i mean it's huge I don't know. It was part of uh, the empire. I don't remember. Um, no, I think uh, this is a, a modern garden. The the temple is neoclassical from the 19th century, 18th century, the the end, yeah, of the 18th yeah, century. Actually, this is, also, we are not this is a neoclassical temple. It's not a temple of the antiquity. So Villa Borghese, I don't know. Maybe that uh, obviously Romans uh, conquered even uh, this part of the city, <laughs> obviously, but uh, we are not sure about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Can you? This is. A, a tangent. Can you drink the water out of the fountains? Yeah, there, yeah, in, uh, it's a, a good water. Is a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, She's looking at you in, like, uh, in Italy, we, you have, drink it, uh, we are still uh, the uh, the ancient aqueduct, uh, uh, aqueduct yeah, of the ancient Romans, and yeah. it's perfect functional. So, um, yeah. <laughs> But the uh, Romans were great uh, and proud of their greatness, but yeah. they were also great engineers yeah. because now aqueducts sometimes drop or have some problems, whilst the Romans the, one the Romans no, still persists. It's still perfect. <laughs> Even roads. It's, uh, it's very strange. Roads <laughs> constructed by Romans still persist. Yeah. And so uh, it's very nice, but uh, they, for instance, gave us yeah. uh, um, a low heritage. Mm -hmm. For instance, students still study, students of law still study Roman's law. Uh, so it's yeah, the, the Justiniano Codex. The Justiniano yeah. Codex. Is so the, I think, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So Romans <laughs> gave us. Uh, a great, great heritage that uh, still influences our life, I think. Of course. Yeah. I saw them all over the city. Yeah. Did you drink any? No. No, no I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, well, in the United States, we don't really drink out of water fountains too much. I don't. I drink tap water all the time. <laughs> you? Out of water fountains. <laughs> For some reason, there's a perception that Americans have of your Western European civilized countries that you can't drink tap yeah. water, and I have no idea why that is. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to drink over there. It's not like you're going to get... Yeah, America is the Roman yeah. Empire of today, I believe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the history changes, but uh, <laughs> America is a, a great country today. Yeah. Have you been to the United States? Have you been to America? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, you know. actually no. No, no, no. At the moment, no, no. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> one day, future, we open. Uh, yeah. Well, when you come, you gotta let yeah. us know. <laughs> oh, New York City would be New fun for you. So I think uh, Italian researcher. Are more appreciated in America <laughs> than in Italy. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, how can people find your page? Uh, give us your websites and your Instagram and everything. I, I I highly recommend everyone that's listening look at the Ordinary Jones Instagram page. It's so cool. I really love your pictures. They're really awesome. You really you. Um, shed light on these archaeological sites in a way that. You don't typically see because these places are photographed a million times. There are a million pictures in Florence and Rome and of the Forum and all these things. But your page is really unique. Um, you'll give like you'll you'll do close ups and then you'll give like a nice little caption of what it is. And I really like following you. Yeah, tell people how they can find your page. What's your Instagram? My Instagram handle? account, Mister Ordinary Johns. Uh, wow. this, it, this is name because uh, ordinary is the translation of my surname, <laughs> and I am a fan. I am a fan of Indiana Jones, yeah. so I decided to call him <laughs> Mr. Ordinary Jones. <laughs> it's so simple. So, yeah. um, since we have uh, the website in yeah. Dagini Misteri, we are going uh, we to are translate it in English. Investigations also. and mysteries. Yeah. yeah. Um, we collected many and many images and photos and decided to share uh, with, with the other people on, with our, an Instagram account. Yeah, but we also write uh, the stories behind what we have um, seen and uh, they, in both all trying to deepen the mysteries. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Thank you to thank you. you. Thank <laughs> That was extremely interesting, and I definitely want to go back and rediscover, I'm putting air quotes around that, some of the sites that I've already visited, like the Colosseum, and like Rome, and actually go to Villa Borghese, and look at that temple, and visit... And the museum, right? The museum yes. in, uh, where was it, Naples, right? Naples, yep. And I want to go to Sardinia. Sardinia mm -hmm. seems really interesting, and it tends, it seems to have a really different kind of culture, architecture than any other place in Italy. Right. Yeah, it's interesting how how different the country can be. It, it's so small, and yeah, the diverse ar the architecture varies widely. Yeah, I didn't realize there was so much wildly. I didn't realize there was so much <laughs> Greek influence in the south. No, you didn't. Nah, I guess not. I'm not great on my history of Rome and Greece. Well, I'm curious if they got over there um, just by sailing directly west, right? Or yeah. if they actually walked. You have to walk all the way up um, and then come back down through the north of Venice. There's no other yeah. way to do it. I would imagine that they did some sailing. Probably, right? Yeah. They're an island nation. They probably did that pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. Well, 
that's the end of our show. Uh, follow us on social media. I'm assuming that's what you're already doing if you're listening to this now. Reach out to us. We like talking to people, uh, as you've found out through our interview-based podcast. And <laughs> give us a rating on iTunes, Google Play, if anybody really uses that. Maybe Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.